the spring of 2019, when SARS-2 COVID-19 shut down the fashion editorial photography scene, a young artist named Sidney Clare invented a unique style of photography, which has been dubbed as FaceTime photography. You might have seen YouTubers like Jessica Kobiasi and Anita Sadowska use this style, and it all originated from our guest today. Sidney Clare is a fashion editorial photographer based in New York City. As a graduate of the Leslie College of Art and Design, Sydney has become known as an emerging artist and entrepreneur. She is not afraid to push the envelope of creativity. Sydney has a true skill and passion in capturing the rich diversity of the human experience. She's worked with artists like Alicia Keys and Shirley Ralph and all up and down the spectrum. She is an incredible photographer. Then later, we will have the Epidemic Sound Artist of the Day, which is ISO Indies and King Sis with their latest song, Waterfall. We're going to also leave a link to where you can download and listen to this music. Thank you for joining us. We're going to play our sponsors. We've got to pay some bills. And then we'll come back and we'll start our interview with Sidney Clare. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. Everyone, this is Quincy Stallworth. I am with the incredible New York photographer, fashion editorial photographer, Sydney Clare. <laughs> Were you prepared for the audience? Were you prepared for that? I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> First of hey, all, we sound like a um, we sound like a coronavirus football game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. <laughs> Sorry about my jackal laugh. It comes out when things are really funny. Oh, you're fine. I have a heavy laugh, too, so you're totally fine. Your work is phenomenal, okay? Thank you so My much. wife and I, my wife graduated from Moore College of Art and Design here out of Philadelphia, and, mm. and she was uh, astounded by your work, just blown mm. away. Um, the website is, uh, was even an, another thing because my wife is a graphic designer who actually creates websites. Mm -hmm. She's a Wix master, certified Wix master, and she loved your website. 
Oh, and she did. Oh my! Awesome. The, she said the website's phenomenal. But let me tell you, if she says your website's phenomenal, and she built about three a day, that's like a three. I mean, not just like one page website. She's she's doing whole. You know, um, the city of Chester. Uh, yeah, she does whole. You know, you, you find everything. Fifteen pages of web web design under her belt every day. That's not amazing. Not fifteen, but three or one a day. I'm, 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 I might be exaggerating. My um my minor in school was design and um graphic design actually just like real life mm -hmm. and um I'm very particular about my aesthetic and um I keep that very consistent. My website looks like my business cards um and my email um signature is it's all the same color scheme um which is super important to me um so tell your wife thank you so much and that's like um a really nice compliment and a lot of people don't pay attention to set design I mean um site design so it's really nice site design cards uh let's see she she said she says she uses the word cohesive there needs to be a cohesive experience with mm -hmm. an artist mm -hmm. and usually sadly sometimes you have very talented artists and they don't have um they don't have a good representation on on their sites or my portfolio is super particular I've, yeah. I've gone through and you know i've been shooting since i was before double digits in age i have mm. so many hard drives full, full of work but Jeez. you know this is most of the work on my site to be honest with you is really recent because i feel that ultimately if you're not always putting your most recent and your best work out you're not representing yourself in the correct way and i think a lot of photographers and a lot of artists they get hung up on old work because mm. they have they have emotional connections mm, to yeah, the work yeah and they're like i don't want to get rid of this Right. I, you know, I've really sat with my website and I've looked and I've been like, get rid of this. It's old and you don't want it anymore on there because it's just not, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. And even though if you have an emotional connection with your work, you have to look at it from an outside perspective. And like your wife said, you have to make sure that there's that cohesivity, you know what I mean? And the right. cohesiveness of like having a clean and concise portfolio. It's so important and you can't overload people either, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It reminds me of something that we're observing across the street from us. Uh, our neighbor who just got out of a uh, federal um, uh, detention center <laughs> is deciding to sell his uh, maybe $80,000 house for a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. And, and, and my wife and I were saying he's selling the emotional value he has to that house. He is, yep. And a lot of people, my parents did that too, you know, they built their house and they, they wanted to sell it for so much more and it's it's an emotional value, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of photographers are really caught up into the emotional value of their work. And I'm not saying don't keep, you know, work. I have photos yeah. that I love from when I was, you know, 15, but it's, it's not, it's just a different, they're photos of my sister and they're super, you know, important right. to me, but photographically, obviously I've grown so much. And if you're not growing so much in that time, then you're not doing something right because your work should look, you know, miles different than your work two years ago, because that, you know, that means you're growing as an artist. You're not hitting a plateau. Right. How did you develop your amazing style of lighting and posing? Because either you are perfectly dealing with uh, some really talented models, which that could be uh, one half of the of the uh, formula, but the other half is just this incredible contrast of light and color and and clarity. It's like you, you, your photography looks like a Sundance movie trilogy. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know I if really you're watching a Sundance that. movie. No, I do, and I really, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm always, been, I've always been a natural light shooter. In college, um, I went to art school, and we had a studio in the basement. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have any natural light in there, so I did actually learn how to use full-blown strobe lighting, and I can emulate um, natural daylight pretty much 
like you know pretty well in, in the studio um but i prefer natural light over everything all the time even if even with the ability to emulate natural light with the pro photo strobes it's not the same to me right um i've always been like a natural light and then i'll occasionally use like a couple hot lights in the studio like old school Irving Penn, you know, Helmut Newton hot lights. I love an old school hot light. I don't know, there's something really nice about um, just understanding your lighting and then working with your model. I always say that photo is a dance and mm. with your model and that it's about, um, you know, dancing with your model the whole time. There shouldn't be any awkwardness. It should be flowing um, and you guys should feel connected. And when you're done photographing, like you feel like you connected with that person, you know? And I think that ultimately I've always worked really hard on directing and making sure that, you know, composition, lighting, all that stuff is really, really important. But the other thing that is really important, and I think it's 50-50 with shots, is the, the feeling, you know, the feeling of the photo. And um, I direct very heavily. I make sure people feel like really confident too. Um, I'm a big, uh, just, I talk people through shoots. Um, I'm very, you know, encouraging. I always tell them they look great. Um, and I feel that silent shooters, like it's it's a curse, you know, your, your, your subject doesn't know um, what you're getting. They don't understand like if the photos are coming out good or not. Um, it's just so important to just have it as an experience. Um, and I think that, you know, while I do have amazing talent in front of my camera, um, just from over the years, you know, when I started shooting, I grew up in a really small town with 6,000 people. Um, and I had to shoot senior photos and weddings. That was like all that there was, you know, to mm -hmm. shoot. So when I was 15, I was shooting senior photos. And I mean, there's no, nobody more awkward deal, to deal with than a 17 year old with a bunch of pimples on their face. I mean, mm. it is just like something else. And, you know, there's a lot of 17 year olds that aren't really comfortable with themselves. And I was really young coaching all these kids through it. And, you know, I waitressed for a long time. I worked in the service industry. Um, all of my jobs were very um, communication heavy. So I've always um, been a communicator. And I think that that really helped me in the long run with photo because again um i'm able to kind of take away the fact that the camera is there you know and that's and you know that comes back down to settings too um i'm very comfortable with my camera mm -hmm. i don't have to look at my camera or adjust my camera while i shoot i do it um like just accidentally like i do it without thinking i forget what the word is you know but i'm right. just not i don't think about it when i do it um, and once you take out the technical side of photo um, and you're not thinking about the technical side all the time, there's just so much more that you can um, get and so many more like emotions that you can channel um, because you are connecting again with your subject and your, your subject is not connecting with the lens. They're connecting with you, you know? Entirely. And for this next question, uh, I'm going to tell you, it's, uh, I wrote, a, it's a, like a script here and I didn't realize how long it was. So I'm going to throw this at you. So get ready for this. All no, right. no worries. <laughs> you have a unique and talented ability to capture people of color, trans, gay, non-binary, and full-figured uh, individuals. In a Minus 37 article titled Sitting Clear Fashion Photographer's Case for Diversity, you say, and I'm paraphrasing, ultimately is up to young artists to create the change they want to see. You didn't say that directly, but... I'm paraphrasing everything down in one sentence. Right, right, right. In an incredible BuzzFeed article titled Teaching Cameras to See My Skin, a writer and photographer, Sarita McFadden, talked about how Kodak hadn't even developed a color card until 1995. And uh, it was it, Kodak was such an issue uh, for those people who, who love film, old film that Jean-Luc Picard refused to use Kodak film for his uh, work for the Mozambique government. Mm -hmm. You are 
uh, such an amazing and talented capturer of, of the human soul. What are you taking a picture of when you're photographing people? Because you don't photograph work as if though you're looking to just, oh, she's pretty, he's beautiful, he's handsome, or, or, or they are are, are, are certain idea of beauty you 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 seem to but you capture them so perfectly you know that's that's a gift that's a talent you know I, you you could even if you told me how to do it it's not something i can do so i really appreciate it what brought you to an awareness that people who were trans not bear non-binary plus uh size and disabled were even people because that's something a lot of photographers don't even see I'm amazed by photographers who live in major cities and their entire portfolio looks like a, a like some kind of high school yearbook. No, nope, yep, of, yeah. of some suburban high school where there's like no one of color, there's no one with short hair, there's no one, you know, um non-binary, uh gay, trans. There there's no there's no flavor. It's just it's just like someone made chai tea and forgot the spice. <laughs> you know, uh, Literally, though. No, I agree with you, but I think I, you know, this. I have a lot to say about this this question, and Give you know, it. I, I um, I feel that, um, you know, I grew up somewhere like I grew up in Durham, Connecticut. My parents grew up in West Haven, Connecticut, so they grew up like in a place, you know, it was kind of rough. Um, they moved me out of my neighborhood when I was like six because they wanted to move us to a quiet town because they had grown up in West Haven and mm -hmm. there were robbers in our neighborhood, you know. Mm -hmm. So they moved us to this nice town, right? Um. In this nice town, it's 97% white. Mm -hmm. um, the kids were awful. I've never seen so much like just direct racism. Um, you know, it's just like, but America's like that. You know, yeah. a lot of America's like that. So when I like went to college um, in Boston, um, I went to school right next to Harvard and I became friends with a group of kids at Harvard. Um, and they were super important in my process for um, kind of just deconstructing a lot of the ignorance that I had grown up with. Um, you know, they, were all people of color. They had all worked really hard to get into Harvard. You know, my friend Fernie um, was first generation Mexican, you know, on a full scholarship, amazing. You know, um, my friend, uh, one of my friends was from Chicago in the group. You know, they just were all from, they had all worked really hard to get into Harvard. Um, and they were really, really diverse, a super diverse group of people. I mean, not just by race, it was just a diverse group of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they taught me a lot and they checked me a lot on a lot of things that I was super ignorant on. And I think that people need to understand that first off, when you're ignorant, you need to just sit, take a step back and listen to people. You know, it takes a minute, but then you can, you understand. Anyways, the more that I like got into the world, the more I realized that like, I find people really beautiful, you know, and I find so many different types of people so beautiful. And I'm a very warm person. I love to talk to people. Um, I'm, I've educated myself to the point where I'm very understanding. Um, and because of that, you know, I've always just surrounded myself with a lot of people that are, you know, I, I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community, but you know, LGBTQ plus, um, trans, you know, people of color, just my community has always been very diverse. Mm -hmm. um, I have heard from my friends, you know, all of the things that go down at, at shoots, you know, because people don't know how to work with their hair, you know, there's just so many things that happen on shoots that you don't even think about to people of color and diversity and, you know, plus size models that they don't even bring the right clothes or, mm -hmm. you know, there's just so much that goes on behind the scenes. For me, I started to hear a lot of that stuff and I just wanted 
you know, and there's always more representation you can do. You think that you're you're representing a lot of people, but there's a lot of sectors that you're missing still. You know, I'm I'm starting to um, talk to some models that are disabled, and that's mm -hmm. going to be like something that I'm working on now. You know, I really want to work into that. Um, there's just so much you can diversify with, and I think that. As you said before, we're young, you know, as a young artist, it's really important for us to put what is important to us into this, the, the hemisphere, you know, into the, the environment for artists. Like, we need to put what we want to see in our industries going forward into our industries now, you know? And yeah, a lot of people aren't gonna like your work. A lot of companies aren't gonna wanna hire you, but a lot of companies are gonna wanna hire you and they are gonna like your work. And you have to understand that politically, you're not gonna be on every, big money companies side you know I think that's something I had to deal with for a long time my dad always said well you know why don't you get these corporate gigs and I'm like well because my website's not boring and they go on and they see like diversity and everything and some of these companies to be honest with you they just can't handle it you know mm -hmm. they just can't handle it yet and I think that ultimately like I said it is up to you and your control I have been very particular about putting my work out in a diverse and inclusive manner and I've kept that very consistent and I've made sure that I just work on being even more inclusive through my career. I do not want to be another photographer that doesn't, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. It's like the same girl in the same the mm. pose. And the same, like, you know, it, I don't want to see those images anymore. Right. I want to see, and my favorite artists are pushing that envelope, you know, mm -hmm. Tyler Mitchell, Renell Madrano, um, Makaya Carter, uh, Dana Scruggs, all of these photographers are shooting so much diversity and shooting such a wide range and they're on the forefront you know they're, they're blazing the trail for all of us to be doing that you know we should be doing that and i think that you know the more that people see people that they that look like them represented in the media the more like i don't know it's just really some there's something really beautiful about like shooting with a plus model and then like getting the photos back and then them being like i absolutely fucking love these and like mm -hmm. i look amazing you know and i know that they've gotten a million photos back and they've been like, I hate these because the photographer didn't even know how to work with my angles, you know? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just so much. And it goes right back to what I talked to you about with, you know, hyping people up and everything. Like, I make sure that everybody feels like a fucking supermodel on their shoot. I don't care what, you know, if you're, you are a supermodel or you're a regular person that's just getting some photos done, you know, you are going to feel like it's, you're the most beautiful person on the planet. And that's, and it's power. It's about power too. I make people feel powerful. I shoot from low angles. I'm always making sure that people feel like they are in power, you know, and there's a vulnerability with photography that we as photographers are, are like, we're getting access to and it's so important to turn that vulnerability into comfortability as a photographer yeah yeah i agree i want to i want to applaud you right now <laughs> I, love, I love everything you just said let me take a moment to reintroduce you for those of you who've just joined or are listening and have forgotten i am with incredible fashion editorial photographer sydney claire from new york city she is represented by casting coin we will be back with more quince questions with sydney claire Right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help. 
and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs.com. What does it mean to be woke and free? It means to be woke, educated, and enlightened, and you are unapologetically free to share your opinion while hearing out others, whether they agree with you or not. What does woke and free mean to you? It means digging down to what's really going on, not accepting information just because you are told it is the truth. It is waking up to the idea that there is a story behind the story. It is freeing yourself from the chains of control. How does one become woke and free? Make the decision. Commit to a woke and free lifestyle and never look back. Subscribe to the educational and entertaining phenomenon of a podcast at WokenFree.com, W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com, and you will tune in every week for Woken Free Wednesday for an unforgettable show you can't get enough of. Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. with the incredible New York fashion editorial photographer, Sydney Claire. Oh, the kids <laughs> just love her. She's awesome. Your work is, is, is so great and is so astounding, bewildering, breathtaking, extraordinary, impressive, marvelous, and miraculous. These are just a few of the words that floated out as I, as I pervade your incredible uh, portfolio. You're, you're with... Uh, you're, you're with Casting Coin, uh, the CEO, Michelle McCormick. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Mm-hmm. She said that you pioneered FaceTime mo- movement during COVID-19 quarantine last spring of 2020. That is phenomenal. That classifies you as a genius. Maybe in the vein of Mr. West, <laughs> but oh, pre-Kardashian, pre, uh, Mr. West. <laughs> yeah, pre-Kardashian. Uh, we want the old Kanye back. <laughs> yeah, please, please, somebody, please. <laughs> please, somebody get that man. But yeah. it's- <laughs> if we have to invent time travel to get the original oh, West, Mr. West, we will do this. He's <laughs> Who cares hole, if we half of us vanished in the process? <laughs> He's, he's, he's really deep down there right now. He's yeah. really in the depths, but it's okay. Poor Kanye, let's pray for him. I saw um, so so many YouTubers uh, use this style, but not know where it was from. There's a YouTuber I love named Anita Sadowska. She was mm-hmm. doing this during the quarantine, but, mm-hmm. and she even said, I don't really know where it's from, but I'm seeing this, this so I'm, I'm gonna try it. Another photographer, uh, YouTuber I love is a photographer named Jessica Kobayashi, also did it. Yeah, she's. I know her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they never seem to. They they never seem to be conscious of where it originated from. I'm gonna throw this on you. All right, you created an entire style that will never be forgotten. 2020 will always be remembered as far as the world of photography as the year of quarantine FaceTime shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what what do you know? It, there are so many women in history who 
they their 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 um their discoveries and their inventions were stolen and 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 put under the names of men because that is just how society was and i don't want that to happen to you because you actually shaped a year you again were like the mr west of 2004 but in 2020 <laughs> you know what i'm saying 2020 um i yeah i really appreciate i mean it was really nice of michelle to say that like you know i, I had started um those in like a way i feel that you know i basically i had seen something that made me get the idea to mm -hmm. like shoot on my phone but i was like you know what let me um somebody had done like a webcam shoot or something and i was like oh my god the facetime live photos but it took a really long time for me to um kind of mold those into what they were mm -hmm. like towards like you know what what they are now um when i started shooting them i don't know if you saw but um i had started shooting them on my phone um like with the phone in the photo um with the camera right so i was shooting like my camera and then like shooting the person on facetime I had a seven at the time, um, so it was super just like shitty, but I made it work. And um, I started doing FaceTime live photos and having people flip the lens so that it was the high quality lens. Yeah, um, so yeah. Your phone has like the, the FaceTime um, camera and then the other camera on the outside of the phone. Mm -hmm. um, basically what I do during the FaceTime shoots, and this comes right back to directing very heavily, um, I have them flip the camera. Mm -hmm. put the phone down somewhere and i direct them the whole time i tell them where to put the phone everything they cannot see themselves and the fact that they cannot see themselves brings it back into the area of photography it brings it back into like looking like photos because people cannot see themselves so they're not paying attention to themselves they're paying attention to what i'm saying you know what i'm what i right, mean right so ultimately you know i realized that they, i could start to emulate you know like photos and then what was really cool was um you know, I was really broke. I my unemployment didn't go through for until July, and mm. uh, I was like two months behind on my rent in New York, freaking out. Just like I had to move. My lease was ending, and I was gonna have to get a new place, and you know, put down like three k for a new place. I didn't have anything, mm. so I was like, I'm gonna have to move out of New York. What the fuck am I gonna do? Right. Um, and um, I had done a Facetime shoot with one of my friends, Tulani, and she lives in L.A. Um. And we had met like four or five years ago when I lived in Boston um, and I had done a shoot for her, but she wanted to do a FaceTime shoot. Anyways, I had no idea what she did for work in LA. Um, turns out she was working um, as a digital marketing director for Fox Entertainment. Um, so Fox Entertainment actually saw the photos that I had done via FaceTime of Tulani on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and they ended up hiring me to shoot an entire Pride campaign um, for June of 2020 for Fox Entertainment via FaceTime. Mm. Um, which was really amazing. I got to shoot with um, Raven Simone, Bella Thorne, mm. Leslie Jordan, um, and a few like other celebrities um, via FaceTime again for this campaign. So I was able to create a whole campaign um, via FaceTime where I actually had Fox mail prisms to every single celebrity. Mm. Um, and we did a rainbow effect via prism where I directed them with the prisms to create different like effects and everything um, on their end. Um, and we used that for the pride campaign um but i shot that entire pride campaign on an iphone 7 facetime live photo because <laughs> the whole thing i had an iphone 7 so i had to shoot the whole campaign with a 7. um it was really nerve-wracking uh because my phone just like i had to like to offload all my apps and do like a bunch of different te technological stuff just to get my phone to like process everything um 
but yeah, that was a really cool experience. Um, and I think that going forward, even throughout quarantine and beyond quarantine, um, I just did a, a, a album shoot with a music artist via FaceTime in, in London. You know, it, it gives me so much more ability to shoot with people in different places and I don't have to take a plane there, you know? And I think that that's really cool. And I think that it's actually, it's given me an, another advantage in the photo world. You know, if anything, having to do the FaceTime shoots has just become another way that I can shoot with people in different places. You are what I would call unusually exceptional okay I, I, as i was listening to your interview it reminded me of this great interview i heard on the noriega and uh dj uh Fen's, uh podcast when they were interviewing little wayne mm -hmm. there's there there's a lot you know all these technical things about photography you do but you go based on how you feel and how you feel tends to be ingenious it's it's i mean that FaceTime thing, basically, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting emotional here. So let me put my words. I really appreciate it. It was, it was, it saved America. Let me tell you, because people were like, should we, should, I remember photographers like, should we shoot? Um, um, I, I don't know. Um, you know, how many feet should we stay away from each other? And I would be like, I, I don't know. I'm not, that's, you know, that's, that, that, that was a tough time. And you pulled it was a that. tough time. And I think, you know, a lot of people said to me, are you mad that like people are doing it, you know, like after you and they look like your photos? I'm like, no, I'm happy people are doing it because I was fucking miserable when I wasn't able to shoot. Mm. So I'm glad mm. that people were able to, you know, ultimately find a way like me to shoot photos because I don't want to be an artist that's not able to shoot. And to be honest with you, those um, FaceTime shoots, they kind of got me through until like my unemployment and everything came through and the, the gig from Fox came through. Like mm. they were like, you know, I was only charging like 75 bucks a shoot, but I was doing a ton of them, you know, and yeah. it, was just, it was paying my, my, my food bills, you know? So it's like, I don't know, you know, a lot of people, people always say to you, let me like, and this has happened in the past too, where like, you know, people kind of like copy something and you should always take it as a compliment because yeah. it means that somebody loves your work enough to be inspired by it and that's like and also like i said to inspire a movement where people are able to make work in quarantine like the facetime shoots like if anything i was just happy that i was able to give everybody the ability to shoot through something like this because you know it's been tough and i i know that it, it helped everybody you know at least get some creativity like creativity and some energy flowing that was a world movement I mean, it, when I remember seeing it on YouTube with Anita Sadowska, she did so many of them. And I was just mm -hmm. like, I was just like, wow. at first I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is, I should try this. This is very interesting. And and, and, and she was honest. She was like, I don't know where this originally comes from, but I, I'm seeing this a lot and I'm doing it. And I started seeing uh, seeing it a lot on Facebook, and and uh, you know I like to give you kudos. I like to give you your flowers while you're standing above the shadows of fallen leaves. I want you to know that you know you have made a difference in the world, and you will continue to make a difference in the world. All right. I really appreciate that. Um, it means a lot to me for real. People who speaking of people who have made a difference in the world. Last night we were watching an incredible uh, photographer named Pete Souza's uh, movie called The Way I See I love it. him. Yep, he's an incredible photographer in the journalism world and yes. in the doc world. Yes. He is top dog. I mean, he's just like really, really great, and his books are beautiful. Um, yes. Yeah, he's amazing. So, which brings me to the question of what is your top five 
living or dead, prominent people to have photographed. It can be a relative. It can be some some obscure individual in history. It can be. Uh, if I were to like my dream top five, like dream top of, five. Oh my gosh, that's really hard. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> top five, top five, top five. Oh, that's really really hard. Wow. It's so hard. Like, <laughs> Come I, on, you can do top five. Okay, so I think that you know, just to narrow this down, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to shoot with India Moore. I love her. Mm -hmm. I think she's an amazing um, representation in the trans community. Um, I would love to shoot with, oh gosh, this is so hard. I'm going to go with current people right now because honestly, if we go through all like old people too, mm -hmm. and like it, it's just going to be too much for me. Right. <laughs> it's just so many. But yeah, India Moore's on there. Okay. Um, Hunter Schaefer. I love Hunter Schaefer. Uh, again, trans community, uh, big trailblazer in the acting community for, for trans right now. Um, and then, uh, who else would I like to shoot? Oh God. Um, sorry, this is taking me so long. No, I don't know. It's no. hard for me to go through. Oh, uh, I'm listening. Everybody. Um, so you got to, if I could just like shoot and have a conversation with like Irving Penn, that would be amazing. Mm. He's like one of my biggest inspos. I think a lot of my photo inspo comes from older photos and you can kind of see that in my work. Um, very painterly, very like uh, Rembrandt style lighting for his work. Um, I always had big inspo on him. I would love to just like shoot with him and talk to him. He's obviously not alive anymore, um, but that would be amazing. Um, let me think, this is really hard for me. When we build our time machine, we'll do that with Irving Penn, but We'll definitely kidnap Kanye West uh, from that time as well. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we please? We need to get him we'll, back. Um, we'll, you can, even if we, we have to get, get him we as a baby and you have to re-raise him. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Um, let me think. Oh, gosh, this is so hard. Oh, you got, you got, you got, you got three down. You got two more. I mean, you know. Uh... Um. Mm-hmm. Rico Nasty is really cool oh. music artist. I just feel like creatively we would just blend so well. I think that would be the coolest collaboration, um, just because of like aesthetically what Rico does. Um, I just feel like we would make like some crazy. I've always thought that me and Rico Nasty would make like a crazy photo shoot because she's so creative. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I don't know, her aesthetic just blends really well. And people say all the time, like, oh, you guys would make really dope work. And I definitely feel that. Um, so she would be really cool. Um, I'm just trying to think of somebody I would love to have a deep conversation with, you know, maybe just not even outside of like music artists and everything. Um, and just like, you know, celebrities or actresses or whatever. I'm just trying to think of somebody because, you know, there's like a lot of people I look up to that I would love to just like talk to and then photograph because i feel like there's just such a beautiful um connection that you get with photographing somebody and having a conversation with them um let me think mm -hmm. I'm, I'm i'm all ears <sighs> wow mm -hmm. yeah i know it's not as easy you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm nope. really like thinking it's like your top five top five top five top five is crazy yeah yeah i mean i would five. love to just like i don't know um it could be, you know, uh, um, it could be a, a political individual. It can be, uh, it can, it, you know, uh, one of the most phenomenal photographers that, which 
I do love. Oh, her. I know who it Go would ahead. be. Grace Jones. Oh yeah, man. Grace you know Jones what? was just so ahead of what? her time. Um, was she? And you oh. know, I feel that her images just really hold up so well from all of her shoots yes. and like creative shoots. Like I don't know, they're just so beautiful and iconic. And like she is just like a huge icon. And I really loved everything about her look and aesthetic. And like. I have a lot of her shoots saved on all of my mood boards, like mm. everywhere, just because she's just like, I don't know, she was just a powerhouse. And like I yes. said, 100% ahead of her time, her images still hold up, like, and do, and people still try to recreate her images. Like, that's crazy. You her know what I mean? David Bowie were just like, too, mm -hmm. too, just born in the wrong century. Born in the wrong century. <laughs> that's Grace Jones, I always say that about her. Like, I can't even tell you how much her images come up on yeah. all of my mood boards and stuff. It's crazy. Or like yeah. mood boards that get sent to me and people are like, I love this Grace Jones image. And I'm like, this is holding up so well. Like, you yes. know, it's just like, and, and like I said, people really try to mirror her aesthetic a lot. Um, I see so many photo shoots that are super inspired by her, you know, really iconic imagery. So I think that she would be just incredible to shoot with, obviously. Um, yeah. And then... I'm, yeah, I'm, I yeah, yeah. That's that. Well, that's the top five. If you want to throw someone else in there, go ahead. But uh, and then I think like I would just love to shoot with Cynthia again. I don't know if you know about the older woman that I had shot with. Um, yeah, yes, uh, yes. I was looking at her. We pictures. haven't seen each other because of COVID and everything, and oh, we're just okay. you no. Know, and her husband's ninety something, so you know I can't yeah. hang out with her. And we used to get dinner and hang out a lot because I, you know, I met her through photo, and I had scouted her in a restaurant she had never modeled before. And I really loved working with her. Um, I actually booked her a campaign for a sleepwear brand after that shoot. Um, and she was in a whole campaign um, on Leverett for a big sleepwear brand. Um, mm. But I would just love to do another shoot with her. She just like, I don't know. There was something really special about that shoot to me. Um, it, it really just, I'll always remember it. You know, it was just really, I don't know how to describe it to you. Um, I actually shot my birthday two years ago, that shoot. Um, I paid for the studio. That was my birthday present to myself because oh. um, I wanted to. I wanted to shoot with her so badly, and you know, there was just something about like giving that to somebody. I, I can't really describe it to you, but you know, she'd never modeled in her life, and then you know, I watched her just like all of her walls come down through the shoot, and you know, she cried a couple times because she just felt so beautiful, and it was just like I don't know. I've never felt that way after a shoot, you know. And she sent me this text on the way home on the train and I'll never forget it you know I cried my eyes out on a public train because of what she said to me you know and you know, in such a beautiful way you know and how much I had impacted her to that day and I don't know if I could just get a moment like that every single you know I don't know it was it was so special to me I can't describe it to you I believe you had an impact on a lot of people's lives you are certainly that stone in the uh that hits the water so you 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 are burning a uh a light wave so bright people will marvel by the time you pass so thank you thank you i appreciate that I'm gonna because take honestly i just want to like my biggest everybody always asks me what a big dream for me is and it's just like for me to be able to like show my kids like amazing covers that i shot mm -hmm. but that are super inclusive you know what i mean and that are right. breaking the standards and like for me like I don't know that's really the goal like I care about photos so much that like I don't know it's just like if I could succeed in the way that I want to succeed like that would just fulfill me in every way and I don't know it, when you feel that way about something you need to just go 100% at it you know definitely. what I mean definitely
let me take a moment to reintroduce you again. I am with the incredible and uh, just, um, just, oh, I feel like I'm having a spiritual experience here. I'm with <laughs> Sydney Claire. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, she is the greatest non-binary, trans, and all members of all communities. We appreciate her. We'll be back with more Quince questions right after this. Your brand is operating on your behalf 24 hours a day, and brand consistency builds confidence. At 1030 Designs, we help you build brand confidence by creating cohesive logos, social media posts, websites, and marketing materials so your audience knows who you are at a glance. We're here to help, and we're ready to get busy for you. Visit us at 1030designs.com today. That's 1030designs. Matt here, co-host of Through the Draft Line, your podcast converging craft beer and creativity. We interview and host performances with some of the best up-and-coming artists that New England has to offer, and we do it over their favorite craft beer. Come have a listen as we discuss the struggles of being an independent artist, explore writing philosophies, shed light on the equity and lack thereof in music scenes, and much, much more. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on Instagram at DraftLinePod. Cheers! Hello, everyone. This is Quincy Stallworth, and I am back with Sydney Claire, fashion editor and photographer. She's incredible. Um, Sydney, this has been such a great interview. I can't tell you. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It's so fun talking to you. So, uh, you're represented by Capital One, and what you, are you uh, Casting Coin, right? I'm sorry? Casting Coin, right? Casting Coin. Why did, I, why did I write Capital One? No worries, no worries. <laughs> I'm going to keep that mistake in the, in the episode. Hey, that'd be a nice client. <laughs> that you know what? I have a habit. My wife will tell you this. She says, Quincy, sometimes you say things and they just happen. And so I, I kid you not. Uh, what, hey, what? You know what? Hopefully they hire me for some crazy <laughs> inclusive campaign. And what? I'm like, oh yeah, here I am. My I'm first ready. guest. Oh, oh God, I don't even remember his name. Jesus. Oh God. Why? Anyway, I joked about him uh, being nominated for the Grammys. He was nominated for the Grammys. So uh, <laughs> Matt B. Matt B. And his incredible wife Angela. They are wow, an incredible amazing. team. So I just threw that out there. Um, first of all. <laughs> You will be represented by Capital One. You will shoot many shoots for them, and you will be incredible. Okay? <laughs> so, now on to casting coins. Well, I have Capital One in there several times, only in the third part in the script. <laughs> that is so crazy. You know what? Maybe I'm writing from the future. Who knows? <laughs> you are. Who knows? So, you're with casting coins. And one of the things that I noticed with photographers is and versus musicians musicians are going away from uh your traditional uh music industry corporate world you know more indie artists and there are indie artists right now in my opinion in 2020 did better music than than the major leagues yeah 
There were, yeah, yeah, there were many female rappers who were way better than Meg Thee Stallion, but Meg Thee Stallion, who's good as well. I shouldn't say it like that, but who's-, who's A lot of low key rappers though. Yeah, there were a lot of, lot of great yeah. indie artists, but I see them migrating away from like the industry because they, they want to get their money. Now, yeah. with photographers, I've noticed a trend. Uh, we're moving away from this indie life of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm living in a cardboard box, but I keep my lenses clean in my in my case, and I got my camera. And and, and they're moving more into this more industry uh, uh, environment. And I'm many of them saying this is a, this is a better uh, situation. Are you are you finding your experience with casting coin? How has it been? Okay, so I'm gonna. Um, this is a great question because I have a lot to say about this. Um, so. Casting Coin is a booking platform. They're not an agency, so basically I am not tied down to them in any way, shape, or form. They're just a platform that represents me, and they take a separate portion whenever they do a gig um, for their own cut, and then they give you a rate as well. What I love about Casting Coin is it's just another platform for you to have your work on. Um, I know the CEO. Um, she's really cool, Michelle. Um, we've talked personally, you know, before COVID and everything, um, so I, I do know her personally. She's really amazing. Um, I love that she's put together a platform where you don't have to feel bogged down by like an agency contract. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it does get my work out to like a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, big companies do look at that site just to find artists. Um, what I will say, I'm very particular about agencies. I'm very particular about signing to an agency. Um, I have had agencies in the past reach out to me wanting to represent me and I've actually declined them. Um, the reason that I've done that is because, and this is very particular to me. Obviously, some people are going to feel differently. I would rather sign to my dream agency in four years and not tie myself down now um, than go to a, a smaller agency that is not going to book me, to be quite honest with you, the caliber of work that I'm going to want. I want to be signed to an agency that's literally at my top. Like, okay, this is what I want to be booking, you know, like Gucci ads. Like, and, you know, that's the standard you have to set for yourself. Um, I have worked persistently on my book and I'm going to keep working persistently on my book and I'm going to reach out when I feel ready to, you know, my dream agencies and be like, this is my book. I want to come in for an interview. Um, I was speaking with the Lions for a little bit and that was like an, uh, an agency that I would be open to being represented at. But they um, with COVID, they had a bunch of different employees like circulate out. So mm -hmm. like I ended up, you know, but it's OK. It wasn't meant to be, obviously. But ultimately, that's how I feel about it. You, you should just wait to be represented by your dream agency, you know, mm. like uh, Sasha Samsonova, one of my favorite photographers. Um, I started following Sasha when I was 17. She's maybe not my favorite photographer aesthetically anymore, mm. but she was a big inspo for me. And my, my tattoo on my arm is actually inspired by her because I watched her move to L.A. from I think she was she was living somewhere in Europe and she moved to L.A. And she had really beautiful work and it stood out to me, you know. And she started shooting all of these people and she got really big. She went from having like, I remember when I started following her, honestly, I think she had 5,000 Instagram followers. She has like almost a million now, mm. you know, and she shoots for like Kylie Jenner and all these crazy celebrities. Regardless, um, she just signed to IMG, you know, mm. IMG Lens because she waited because she waited till her top agency reached out and said, we want to represent you. Right. You should hold yourself to that standard. You know, if you want to be represented on a platform with Sasha Samsonova and, you know, Makaya Carter and Tyler Mitchell and all these other people, wait until that, that platform reaches out to you. There's such a patience game with photo. And I think people get, um, 
they're like, I just need to be signed. I need to do this. I mean, yeah. no, relax, relax, take a step back and really think about what you have to do to make your career like your dream career. You know, like mm -hmm. I am not nearly done yet. Like I have so much more dream, like so many more dreams that I need to reach and so many more like things that I need to reach just in my career. Um, I'm going to work 100% towards all of those things and make sure it happens. You know, I want to be represented by my top agency in five years. I'm going to be represented by my top agency in five years. You know, right. it's all about that mentality. And it's kind of back to what I said about plateauing earlier, too. You know, a lot of artists get comfortable. They just stay where they are. They don't want to shoot for your top all the time. You know, if you can be represented by a okay agency right now, but like you could work to the point where you're represented by your top agency, work to that point, you know? Don't be lazy, don't just sign because you need to sign. Like, it's so important to make super, like conscious career moves as, as a photographer. And you know, I'm 25, I turned 25 in October. I'm where I want to be, you know, at 30, I should be Just, where I want to be because I'm, I'm working hard towards it. You know what I mean? Your work reflects someone who is like in her mid thirties. Your work is not, uh, of a, and, 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 and I don't really believe it's because you started shooting at like at a single digit age ages mm -hmm. because I, I've, I've, I know a gentleman who lives in Haddonfield, New Jersey. He has been shooting a camera probably since, uh, his, his the fetus stage. His work is absolutely horrible and disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, he, he got boxed into that uh, world of, sadly, he got boxed into that world of mall um, family shoots. Oh, and and he, yeah. he, he seemed to never uh, grow I past. Was never, okay, I worked at Lord & Taylor, right, for mm -hmm. six months in, in college. No, not for six months, sorry. For like, a, like three months in college, I worked there for the summer as a employee right they mm -hmm. they had me as an uh, uh, intern but i was paid um the same salary as everybody that worked there and i did the same job that everybody worked there mm -hmm. it was the worst three months of my entire life wow. i literally would have hated photography if i ever stayed in a position like that i always tell people if you want to hate what you do do it in a way that you don't want to do it i did i made so many sacrifices up until this point to make sure that i was doing photo in the way that i wanted to do it you right. know I waitressed for nine years. I waitressed from 15, 14 or 15 until I was 24. I worked multiple other um, service industry jobs mm -hmm. in that time. Um, you know, I really hustled my ass off and got home at 5 a.m. in New York, you know, and then woke up in the morning for my 8 a.m. call times and, you know, did everything I had to do. You have to want it and you have to hustle. And you're not going to get it by just like being lazy and making the work that you need to make to like just stay afloat. Mm -hmm. You need to make work that you're not going to get paid for at first. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. You're not. I did not get paid for a very long time. I did not become full time freelance until this year, you know, without waitressing and everything. Mm -hmm. um, this is my first year as a just photo, you know, like I'm not making money off of anything else on the side. Um, it takes a really long time to get to that point. And you have to make a lot of, as I said, sacrifices. Um, you're like, you know, I moved to New York from Boston. I left everything mm -hmm. from Boston. Mm -hmm. I moved here with no friends. Um, I moved into an apartment with two random boys off Facebook Marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I made it work. And I waitressed five days a week here. And I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And I definitely cried and felt miserable. But it's all paying off. And it paid off after a year and a half, not after six months, not after two months, after a year and a half of living here, things started to pay off. You know, people, like I said, 
people get lazy, people think that they can't accomplish it, they, they don't want to put in the work, you have to sacrifice everything for your dreams, absolutely everything. Mm. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really think about it. And all I think about is photo, you know, that's all I think about every day. So why wouldn't I sacrifice everything towards it? I don't want to sit in an office and be like, I wish that I was you know, at 25 shooting fashion in New York, I'm doing that. And when I'm older, I'm gonna be able to tell my kids that I did exactly what I wanted to do. And yeah, maybe I don't have a giant savings account um, and, you know, a bunch of money in the stock market. And I don't have, um, you know, tons of, you know, fancy Gucci purses or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a great thrifter, so I do have a lot of designer clothes, but I get them for <laughs> cheap. Um, but ultimately, you know, I did make a lot of sacrifices in my career to just, be where I am now. And I'm very happy with the way that I've done it. Um, and I don't think I'm ever gonna regret anything. And I know that I've gone 100% towards what I wanted, you know, even if I failed, which I'm making sure that I don't, you know? You won't fail. You, you, you're gonna be very great. Um, a lot of the things that, a lot of your, um, a lot of your personal uh, beliefs remind me of a lot of things that um, great comedians and great uh, rap artists have said. For example, uh, Fluffy, I don't know if you know Gabriel Iglesias, mm. talked about uh, you know what it took to be where he, get where he is, where he can fill stadiums. He said uh, when his mother died uh, during her funeral, he was on stage. He says uh, a lot of times uh, comedians will say to him, oh, I, I want to I be where you are. And, and sometimes the spot open up for an opening comedian. He'll contact yeah. the comedian. And say, uh, yeah, you know, I got this opening. It's in uh, in in Denver, Colorado, and and and, and, and sorry, Siri's talking. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, he, he says that you know the comedian who said he wanted to be great wants to go somewhere else. Say, oh, sorry, I got this thing with my kids, or oh my, I got this thing with my. You got to make it work. Yeah, he said. Well, that's what's important to you. That's what's important to you. If this my is if, favorite, you know, you talk about music a lot. I'm mm -hmm. a big music person. Um, I listen to like a lot of music. Um, and my favorite Nipsey Hussle song, um, in the beginning, he has a whole part, you know, and he talks in the beginning. And it's, it's I do this, and in the beginning, he says, you know, um, you know, none of us know who we are until we fail. Like, the best teacher in life is your own experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's just so much, I that, that line for me, that, like, you know, really sticks out to me. The best teacher in life is your own experience, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says 1000 burpees on the path to my own destruction or success, you know, mm -hmm. every mistake without a lesson, you know, like there's just so much um, that he talks about in that beginning of that song. Um, and when I first moved to New York, I remember playing it all the time, you know, when mm -hmm. I was going on the train and everything. Um, and it always made me really emotional because I knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think that when, you know, you're any type of artist and you know you want something you know and you know you have to go full full towards it it's exactly what you just said if somebody calls you and you need to go somewhere the next day you make it work you yeah. make it fucking happen you know yeah. and that's how you make it happen yeah i mean you know um last year for me uh when i was working for uh, so far sounds most of my friends were meeting at uh, bars and, and restaurants and they're hanging out at places and they're you know people are like oh Quincy, where are you? You know, uh, why don't you meet us here? You know, I don't have time for that because I'm working on this dream. And a lot Listen, of people don't, don't drinking, understand the dream. Nope. And drinking in the culture now is very different. I'm very lucky to be allergic to alcohol. I'm 25 and I developed an allergy probably two or three years ago. God bless um, you. <laughs> I get really, really sick. 
no, yeah. it's amazing. I don't go anywhere. I don't waste all my money and my time just yeah. to like, especially in New York, you know, kids want to go out. They want to look cool. They want to do all this stuff. It's just uh, like this big, but there's so much more than that. And I, I let me tell you this, you're going to feel 40 times cooler when you're shooting that fucking cover than yeah. going out every night. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you have to just, I don't know. I have patients tattooed on my arm um, and underneath it, there's gratitude. Um, mm. And those things are very important to me, you know, in my in my artistic career and my in my work. You are a phenomenal woman. You will be so great. You'll be so great that people will just try to imitate you, and they won't even do it right because they don't know how to dedicate them their lives to a to a, to a mission or a plan. And it's good that you have that mission. You you have this same mission and 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 plan mentality that I see in a lot of special operative. Uh, forces from around the world. Some of these guys, you talk to them, and they are like over dedicated to the job. You know, it's like, yeah, this is going on in the side, but you know, this mission needs to be done. And it's so, it's so phenomenal, it's so refreshing to come across people who 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 are geniuses, and and they they didn't have the grades of uh, of of Albert Einstein. Well, Albert Einstein didn't have great grades, but you know what I'm saying. They didn't have these great I know what grades. You're saying. They didn't. And have, you know what? I can't even. I can't even take all the credit for it. My dad grew up really hard and he worked really hard for what he has and he owns a used car dealership. He's hustled his whole life, you know? And I watched my dad when I grew up and he was really hard on me and everything, mm -hmm. but he's instilled a certain type of work ethic in me. And yeah. I really am so thankful for him for that because, um, you know, not all, not all parents instill that type of work ethic no. and their kids don't understand that they have to work really fucking hard, you know? Yeah. And my dad's dream was to provide a great life for his family because he didn't have that growing up and he succeeded in his dream you know what i mean he was able to provide me and my sister with a nice life and i think mm -hmm. that everybody's definitions of success are different mm -hmm. but whatever it is just make sure that you do it the way that you need to you know what i mean yes sydney what can we as fans uh do to support your photography your movement this thing that you are a part of and before you answer that i want everyone to know you can find sydney's photography online and through her social media instagram sydney claire sydney is also has her own shop at uh society6.com where you can buy her artwork not to mention sydney claire's work has been featured in vogue and help me to pronounce this brand italia did i say that oh yeah just vogue italia yeah 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 vogue italia dream dream places um what can we as fans do to support you photography um honestly just listening to this and um just sharing my work to other people you know word of mouth is like the best thing ever you know if you can just tell like people about my work and then like the next person sees it and then you know i've gotten so many just referrals and just people booking me through like other people you know yeah. so i think the biggest thing with artists is like share my share share artists work you know talk about their work and stuff because that's the only way we're able to get our work out you know instagram's great i didn't have instagram when i was <laughs> you know 13 13 taking pictures and yeah. you know it's made a big difference for me the fact that i have you know i don't have a ton of followers but you know 12 or thirteen thousand followers on instagram compared to my six thousand people in my hometown that's a lot for me you know yeah. the, the fact that i'm even able to get my work out to that many people is really wild but as somebody from a really small town um who didn't have you know friends in the industry who didn't have um connections in the industry and, and made all of those on her own um it's just the, the biggest thing that you can do to support an artist is just to, to share their work literally just put their work out into the the, the world you know that's the only way that people because people remember images you know they see an image and they say oh who shot that you know i don't really care 
if people plug me, I want people to plug my work, you know? Right. What's next for the incredible Sydney Claire? You know, for some reason, this entire interview, I don't know why, but I've been wanting to call you Sydney St. Clair, and I don't know why that's on my <laughs> mind. But I just want you to know, maybe it's because you're a saint? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my middle name is actually Claire, and I've always kept it as my name for photo because it just works really well. It does. Um, it, it, it's, 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 uh, it flows I'm so beautifully. My mom blessed me with that middle name, yeah. and it really, I always tell her, I'm like, dude, that's the best middle name you could have given me. But um, yeah. I don't know. I think that. Like I said, I'm really just trying to diversify even further. I'm talking to some disabled models that I want to shoot with, um, just some more diversity within that, that you know, um, kind of just representation front. Um, I really want to shoot some major campaigns, but I want to shoot them in my way. I think that my biggest dream and like the thing that I'm really working towards, my favorite photographers right now that are really amazing, like Ronel Madrano, you know, Micaiah Carter, Tyler Mitchell, all, all these amazing photographers, Sasha Samsonova, the thing about them is they have such a style and an aesthetic and they're so recognizable that these big companies like Gucci, you know, Nordstrom, whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, you know what they ask? They say, we want a Sasha Samsonova photo. We want a Renel Madrano photo. Hire that person. That's right. when you've made it to me. When right. people are hiring you for your work, they don't want to hire you and put you into a box and make you do something creatively. I've just started to get to the point where my smaller campaigns, people are hiring me for exactly what I do. They're letting me do whatever I want on set. They're saying, we want these to look like your photos. The more I can work towards that to the point where people are literally calling me to get a Sydney Claire photo, mm. that's when I need it. You know what I mean? I want to have a, I want to have a big company call me like, you know, a huge clothing company or something like that. And, and I want them to call me and be like, Hey Sydney, we want a really diverse and beautiful campaign shot in your style. You know, like, can you do that for us? that's my dream you know that's what i'm working towards right now mm. that's 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 the goal i love your drive i love the power let me tell you something i feel empowered after this interview <laughs> quincy i can't even tell you how much i appreciate you interviewing me and talking to me i'm serious i love um when people give me opportunity the fact that you've even taken the time to speak to me about my work means the world to me um, and I really, really appreciate, um, you taking out the time and coming up with great questions and just even giving me the platform, honestly, I'm going to run out. I'm, you know, I'm in Philadelphia. I'm going to go run up the, uh, art museum steps right now. That's how empowered I feel like Rocky Balboa after talking, <laughs> you ought to consider some sort of mentoring or, uh, online thing, you know, whatever with young photographers or people, because you are exceptional you have an, an uncommon amount of drive and an, an extraordinary amount of talent you have a remarkable sense of, of of strength and individuality which is sadly something i don't see anymore and i appreciate you i'm a fan this is no bs i follow you i will tell everyone about you in other interviews just like i talked to you about matt b and his wife angela who does an incredible team i'm going to talk about sid and claire in the next interview and people are going to okay i'll make sure i check out that interview so thank you so much for coming on thank you quincy i really appreciate it and um thank you for all of your insight and um thanks for even like having a platform where you you interview artists and you know people that are trying to get their work out it's really appreciated i really really mean it um like I said, as an artist, I feel like we don't get to tell our story and like tell why, you know, the inspiration behind the work and who we are as people, right. um, which is why I love 
doing stuff like this because it does give people like an idea. And I think that ultimately, I know that some kid is listening from Durham, Connecticut, and they have a camera, you know, and they're living in a town with 6,000 people. And I want people to just know that they can get to where I am, you know, because from somebody with, you know, that my dreams seemed really far away for a long time. It's really nice to just hear people, you know, and I'm not even like where I want to be yet. You know, I can't wait to interview somebody with somebody, you know, when I'm at the point of these photographers I look up to, you know, and then I can look back. But I think it's really important for people to just hear how people have done it, you know, and I'm not one to just be like, I'm not telling anybody. I want to tell people I want to help artists get to where they want to be because I've been, you know, a I'm still a struggling artist, but, you know, I've been a really struggling artist, you know, so it's like that's that's really important and i really appreciate you uh you taking the time please have yourself a safe day have a great weekend be safe out there and i'll talk to you i'll talk to you later thank you so much quincy it was great great talking to you thank you I want to thank Sydney Claire for coming on. Make sure you guys go to her website, SydneyClairePhotography.com. She is so amazing. She is the future of photography. The future is female. And let me tell you, Sydney Claire is everything. Now we will look into our Epidemic Sound Artist of the Day. This is an incredible duo. Two artists that I, I found on Epidemic Sounds. Thank you so much. They're artists. Names are Iso Indies and King Sis. This is their hot song with explicit lyrics titled Waterfall. They told me dreams come true once you live it out I picked up pieces from my childhood in a broken house And heal my soul from the trauma we've been given now I hear the whispers in the wind under smoky clouds And tell myself once again, I'ma work it out So much shit can happen, yo, it got me tripping now Yeah, it's feeling different now Feel like I'm zoned out, put my phone down, damn it's cold out Plotting on a rollout, we took our own route, really on our own now These them winter schemes, plotting for better dreams Cooking flows and melodies for OGs with felonies Who've been locked since the 70s, you gotta pray for enemies with jealousy They only feed off the good hearted, just don't bargain Stay in your lane and keep hogging Know that you a target and gotta finish what you started Life of being an artist, gotta show them where your heart is Put your all in, keep calling, keep going, don't stall it Don't fall for what they all been wishing now Just be yourself and it'll work it I out I wonder is it worth living now? They told me dreams come true once you live it out I picked up pieces from my childhood in a broken house And heal my soul from the trauma we've been given now I hear the whispers in the wind under smoky clouds And tell myself once again, I'ma work it out So much shit can happen, yo, it got me tripping now Yeah, it's feeling different now 
Yo, living in doubt could be the death of you. It's only a few that'll rep for you, and rarely ones that'll step to you and let you know where you wrong at instead of letting you ride away in your soul. Rather be whole and pure in my spirit. This life never ending until you near it. A lot of shit to bear with. Sometimes you don't wanna share it, but don't keep it in cause you fear it. It's an epidemic sound, and you can see right where I'm headed. I'm elevated, oh yeah. We was waiting, oh yeah. To make a statement, it's clear The way them boys persevere Yo, we taking the stairs Don't let them get in our air They go watch, I'ma stare Tell them pull up a chair God gon' answer our prayers living now? They told me dreams come true Once you live it out I picked the pieces from my childhood In a broken house And heal my soul from the trauma We have been given now I hear the whispers in the wind Under smoky clouds And tell myself once again I'ma work it out So much shit can happen, yo, it got me trippin' now Yeah, it's feelin' different now I wonder if it's worth living now They told me workin' nine to five just to make it out And now the dark nights got me needin' mouth to mouth Resuscitate my dreams, tell me what it's all about I wonder if it's worth living now They told me show a little skin just to make it out Told me grind until I doubt, till I reach the clouds Excuse me a little moment while I break out Never let them take me out Thanks, Satan Claire, for coming on the podcast today. Make sure you guys check her out. She is the future of photography. of Anchor.fm and the good people over at Spotify. The music you heard today was all provided to us by EpidemicSounds.com. The artist who played the music in the background, the entire interview, is a guy named Fajian. Make sure you check him out. He's available on Spotify, iTunes, and all the platforms. We also want to thank the Epidemic Sound Artist of the Day, who is ISO Indies and King Sis with their latest single, Waterfall. Make sure you guys check that out also on all platforms. We also need to thank the talented staff of 1030designs.com for crafting our logos and our promotional materials. 1030designs.com. Make sure you guys check them out. Join us for our next episode where we interview an incredible band of funk called The Tribe. They are incredible. Please like and subscribe. Join the Quinn's Questions community on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also Tumblr if you're on the Tumblr. I'm Quincy Stallworth. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you.